Man, crank me up. It's game day. How are we living? Beautiful people. Welcome in to 104.5 The Zone. We're happy to keep you guys entertained for the next three hours. We are jam-packed and loaded up until 1 o'clock, and we are happy to have you along for the ride. You want to get involved? The number is quite easy. 615-737-1045. 615-737-1045. What are you most excited to watch tonight when the Vols host Bowling Green? It is finally upon us. Ramon Foster was literally glowing. Like, you know how they say pregnant women have that glow? I think maybe maybe too many chicken biscuits this morning. A certain glow <laughs> illuminating off Ramon Foster today. Lucas Panzica, I'm told, is caffeinated, fed, and ready to go in Ramon Foster's own words. So we're excited to have him in the studio. And he called me a homer as soon as I walked in here this morning, which was about seven minutes ago. So we are going to get into all things Vols and Bowling Green over the course of the next three hours. Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel will be here. Lucas, why does my grid say Adam effing Sparks? Because <laughs> it's game day. What are you doing? I was you you like you kind of yelled at me this morning. Do you want to tell the audience what happened? Uh, what about you calling uh, me and Ramon Foster weird? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're just like... Oh, I said you're sick. Oh, we're sick, yes. Yeah, you're because, sick. <laughs> you, you called Ramon Foster sick because he's decked out in his UT gear. He's wearing his game-worn Tennessee football helmet, which is awesome. Also sick. Look, look at that face mask. It looks so old is school. Is it in here? Uh, yeah, it's it, well, it's through the multiple layers of plexiglass over here kind of in front of me. Oh, I can't see but it. But it is in the studio where that big giant fireball thing used to oh be. Oh, my God. That thing looks like it's from 1985. I, it's from, like, 2008. Okay. <laughs> and, Same thing. I came in. I wore it. I tried it on. It yeah. looks better on Ramon. Did you feel, did you feel, did it, Did you let out a war cry? Did you feel the need to put eye black on after the fact? Well, yeah, I, I too, I, I immediately felt those pregnant vibes you were talking about uh, <laughs> that, right off the top. But... No, you called Ramon sick because he's decked out in his UT gear. I said, no, you're the sick one. You're the weird one for not having a football team, for not being a fan of anything other than IU basketball, which is fair. It's where you went to school. But, no, you're the weird one here in this building, Buck Rising, not us. Look at that. Spicy on this game day. 615-737-1045 is how you jump in. What are you most excited to see from the Vols tonight? We will also have... I'm just going through the grid now. <laughs> so not only will we have Adam effing Sparks up next, we will have Joey MFing Kent. <laughs> Volunteer fame at 1220, so stick around for that. Uh, we're also going to talk today about some statistics. that Because I told Lucas, I, I saw the 35-point spread. Okay, I saw that the Vols are favored at home by 35. I immediately bet Bowling Green in my DraftKings Sportsbook app, code WGFX. And I, <laughs> and Lucas was like trying to talk me off the ledge about it. Now he's pissed off for greatness. He's fired up. He's ready to go this morning. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. I, there are some things that I'm, I'm interested to see, but like, I'm not, I'm not full, I'm not full blown Homer, even though I do have a volunteer orange shirt on today, which is complete and utter circumstance. It is baseball, however, that I'm wearing for the Vols game day. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We'll talk about Jarrell Casey momentarily, uh, but people are passionate. People are fired up to talk balls today. So why don't we start that off? Start the show off with a little cheeseburger. What's going on, cheeseburger? Long time no talk. Yo, what's up? 
All right, cheeseburger. Good, <laughs> good talk. Good effort. <laughs> what? Really? Yo. Okay. So is this is this the is this the omen that we're talking about? Like that the the idea that we immediately go to the phones and it's like an omen for game day, right? Look, I love cheese, cheeseburger. Love cheeseburger. He doesn't have that kind of power. You don't think so? This is not like the Vol Navy ship on fire before the Georgia State game. No, cheese, cheeseburger's crappy phone line in like Cheatham County or whatever it is is not is not equivalent to a boat blowing up. What do you tell me every time I, I I laugh at one of the names of these places or these cities or these counties? What do you, you say? Hey, easy, easy, <laughs> easy, big guy, easy. You must respect the culture, as Rhett Bryan would say. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. All right, cheeseburger blew it. Let's see if Zach's any better. Zach is in Murfreesboro. He wants to talk about the balls today. What's up, Zach? What's up, man? Listen, super excited to see Joe Milton throw the freaking football around Neyland. Second of all, go Big Orange, 14-0 uh-huh. and 0 this year. We're going to win the national championship. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. I'm so 615-737-1045. I swear to God, it is, it is unlike anything. And this is the beauty of sports, right? It doesn't matter how, how awful last year went for, for any team. I'm not, I'm not making this ball specific. It doesn't matter how bad your season ended or how poorly you played throughout the course of your, I guess in the case of the SEC, 10-game schedule or how you finished in your season finale or what happened, who your coach is or is not or how many players you lost to the transfer portal or how, or how poorly you did in recruiting. When it's time for game day, all that washes away. That's a beautiful thing. I really do have a great appreciation for that. So yeah, I'm I'm the weird one. That's okay. I think I listen, somebody has to be the balance here today. Because clearly none of none, Ramon Foster not capable of balance this morning. Lucas Panzica not capable of balance no, this no, morning. No, 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 and in no, fact, no, it was starting balanced. to leak out yesterday when you saw him spitting at Georgia fans. About what? What I can't even remember what you were pissed off at Georgia fans about. I wasn't about. spitting at anybody. You were absolutely just as you spat at me this morning over the phone. No, you're the weird one <laughs> because I wasn't walking into work wearing a Tennessee Vols helmet from 2008. I'm the weird one. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Yeah, Joe Milton. Joe Milton is fascinating, right? Because we've talked about this at length. Joe Milton, the starting quarterback for the Vols tonight, he has a golden opportunity to at least build a foundation, give his teammates, his coaching staff, you as a fan base, he has the ability to give you some groundwork, lay some groundwork tonight against a just understandably wretched football team in Bowling Green. Like, you could not set this up on a tee any better for him to knock out of the park. Joe Milton has the ability tonight to show you what this offense, one, is capable of, two, that he is not the same player that he was at Michigan because the offense wasn't built to suit him there, and they have specifically brought him in because he suits their offense, well, not here, but in Knoxville. He has the ability to generate, you know, it's it's okay to start to have Hope, if you see the product on the field, be exciting. The defense may not be very good. We don't have to get into that just yet. You're playing a game at home where you're a 35-point favorite. You got a new coach. You got a new quarterback for the first time in 150 years because J.G. is playing off somewhere in Washington State 
or something like that. Isn't that right, Washington State? Jared Garantano, for the first time in what feels like my entire lifetime, is not starting a game for the Tennessee Volunteers at quarterback. Oh, Coach Mack is in the building. What is going on, big dog? I won't put him on a microphone. He just, it's, that's, what, is, what, a, what a lovely surprise. Nothing brightens <laughs> your day like that. No, nothing brightens your day. Then Mac give it well. He's giving horns up right now, but it's usually horns down for the big man. What's going on, Mac? Oh, he just left me hanging. Just walked, just walked right by. I, I went to fist bump him. Just walked right by me. The disrespect. <laughs> well, you can see me in my element. You can see this is basically your home because you've got so many bo- uh, uh, bobblehead cutouts hanging around here, Mac. For all the people, it's, he says it makes him happy. Indeed, it always makes us happy to see Coach Mac. Enjoy your recording, Mac. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> what the hell is going on around here today? <laughs> uh, I want that every day. Just what? Just a, just a, a, a quick, random Mac pop in. Just a Mac stroll through the studio. He in the just first he, he just looks. He's just doddering around the studio <laughs> on the camera, you know, taking a lap, seeing all the sights. He said he wants to see me in my element. It makes me very happy. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Trevarian is in Nashville. He wants to talk about the balls today. What's up? You got me? How you doing? I'm great, buddy. Hey, okay, so UT's going to put the beat down on Bowling Green tonight. Sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bowling Green, they got $1.2 million to come down here to get the beat down. <laughs> the, money, the money line is atrocious. The top-end points since the, the season started is 45. I think they'll do 30. Money line is at 60. If you want to make some easy money, go with UT under 65. Oh, okay. I like that. Hey, what's your 900, uh, your, your 900 number to get your picks? Hey, hey. Are you going to give that hey, out on the air? Hey, I, I, <laughs> I'll, give, I, I'll give you some more later. I love it. I appreciate the call, boss. Enjoy the game tonight and uh, potentially some winnings. 615-737-1045. I love it. The, there's juice. Here's – okay, so here – because you call me a weirdo, because I'm, you know, I'm not, this This is a foreign concept to me, okay? What we're talking about here. Like game day for a fan that's opening day. I don't, I don't do that during football season, right? Game day for me is a job on Sundays, because I'm going to work a Titans game. Game day for me does not feel like this until basically November because of my basketball background. But I would kill, absolutely kill to see a game at Neyland Stadium. Now, the, the bye week doesn't work out to where I can go for a home game this year, but that is absolutely a bucket list because you talk about 102,000 people that are this passionate about a, a university, no matter the lows, no matter the highs, this runs so deep in people's you know family dynamic, in their blood, basically. Season tickets passed down generationally and all the memories that come with it. From, from Peyton Manning to Reggie White to, you know, Josh Dobbs, the whole nine, right? This is something that I, I love because I can feed off of it. And you guys can absolutely, you know, it, it's the best thing about sports. It's game day. So that's what we're going to do today. Now, we're also going to talk about Jarrell Casey because he is retiring uh, basically right after the show ends at 1 o'clock today at Nissan Stadium. So a Titans legend, Lucas Lucas was also cursing the name of Jarrell Casey because he demanded that we have one day without Titans, uh, Titans stuff, given that it is 
is Precious Vols game day. Are you bitter at Jarrell Casey for retiring today? No, no. Love Jarrell Casey. I don't love think Jarrell that's Casey, true. But it's like, come I on, I think one you're day. lying to the audience. Uh, I really do. No, no. I do have the Vols game you can go to, by the way. The Ole Miss game on October 16th is the Monday night football weekend where the Titans play the Bills. Oh, do you want to go? Uh, I plan on going because that's okay. the only game I can go to due to the Titans. Road trip. Let's, or maybe, maybe we do a show road trip. <laughs> Look at us planning things on air again. Again, I'm going to get a call from a lawyer during the commercial break. Don't cut it out. Knock it off. <laughs> you can't plan trips on air. All right, fine. What we are going to talk about coming up next, though, is expectations, things to watch, the areas of concern, what to expect from game one of the Tennessee Volunteers under Josh Heupel. Your phone calls as well, 615-737-1045. Benny Mike with the perfect walk-off. To end this segment, he said on YouTube, where you can interact with us on Zone TV, Benny Mike says, Bucket's so bad I set my thermostat to 98 when I left for work today. Because you know what? Any day that it's the first day that the Vols play a game, baby, it feels like 98 all over again. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. Missed opportunity. You mean to tell me you weren't going to come out of the gates with Rocky Top? We'll do that with Joey. This is bad form by you. Welcome back. Here on 104.5 The Zone, it's Vols game day, baby. We got the game for you as well right here on your flagship home for the Tennessee Volunteers. 104.5 The Zone, kickoff, 7 p.m. Central Time. You guys want to get in? You want to express your excitement? You, you, you want to talk about the game? We're doing it all day long. Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel, who now covers the Tennessee Volunteers, will join us momentarily. But let's go to the phones in the meantime because you guys are waiting patiently. Let's go to Eddie in Nashville who wants to talk about these volunteers. What's up, Eddie? Hey, on uh, I-40 headed to Knoxville. Going to see a great game tonight. I'm going to be really disappointed if uh, there's not a uh, warrant issued against the uh, team tomorrow for premeditated murder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Christ. Uh, that's not where I thought to, <laughs> that's not where I thought Eddie was going. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard the Kessling show last night. They had the play-by-play um, uh, -play announcer for Bowling Green on there. Okay. And he made the point that there's only one player on their offense that's played a snap in an actual game for them. Oh, is it the quarterback that's got one touchdown and six interceptions? Yes, he's the only one that's got game experience. Oh, outstanding. Thank you for the call, Eddie. Enjoy the game. 615-737-1045 is the number. He said, I'm going to be pissed off if the Vols are not arrested for premeditated murder. That's the energy that they've got against Bowling Green tonight. I love it. <laughs> Man, there's a there's a lot of stuff that's legitimately exciting though. Not just because it's game day, not just because it's a a, a refresh, not just because it's a new season, but because you have something, you have the promise of a product that is going to be exciting to watch. We're going to talk over the course of really the eleven o'clock hour, and and if you want, if you guys want to get involved before uh, before we uh, well actually let's go to Adam Sparks who is here and is writing now for the Knoxville News Sentinel covering the University of Tennessee. It still sounds weird coming out of my mouth, and I know the Vols fans are, you know, adopting you like one of their own. Adam, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm adjusting also. I, 
this week I was in a uh, I was in a grocery store here in Knoxville. I was I was looking for somebody to help me find something, and uh, I was looking for people with like the polo shirt of that store. Yeah. And I couldn't find them, and then I quickly realized everybody was in orange. <laughs> Every worker was in orange because <laughs> it's it's not just game day here; it's like game week. Everybody, everybody in my cul-de-sac is in orange. I, you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody in orange so I'm, I'm i'm adjusting to it it's a college town i i'm pretty sure it's 10 23 a.m central time here in nashville and i'm pretty sure half of my callers are drunk because some man just asked or just demanded that the mall the balls commit premeditated murder tonight against bowling green so that's the kind of energy that we welcome in our buddy adam sparks with so the, the the point spread is 35 we know the ineptitude of bowling green a year ago so let's focus on this balls team outside of joe milton the starting quarterback because we'll talk about him shortly who is the most important player on the field tonight? Oh, um, well, I mean, I'll have to split that between a couple of Tyon okay. Evans and Jabari Small. And I, it's one position, it's running back, because all the talk that we have about Milton and his ability to, they, they hope to throw the ball, th- this offense by Josh Hopple is billed as a running offense. And, it, and that's what they were at UCF, too. It was it was run, run, run to set up the pass. And even the deep balls that Josh Hopple loves a lot come off of that run. They go up tempo, but they like to run the ball a lot. And those two guys, Tyon Evans, junior college transfer, Jabari Small uh, from Briarcrest out of Memphis. Um, Jabari Small is more of a uh, kind of a scat back, catch the ball out of the backfield. Tyon Evans is sort of a bowling ball top, 5'11", 220, a physical, compact runner. And if if those guys can run the ball well against sort of a rebuilt offensive line, then that will make Joe Milton's job so much easier. And they have to have that for the games against Pitt next week and some of these toss-up games in the SEC. Uh, Joe Milton at Michigan, his when he played well, it's when he had a running game. Other, other factors have to come together too, but when he had a running game, he was pretty good. Uh, UCF's offense was always good when they had a running game. So if if UT can run the ball well tonight, uh, it at least gives you the hint that, that they can do that a little bit in the games ahead. They have to have that SEC play. Now, the ball's offensive line, it it's definitely dip, uh, looks different than it did a year ago, understanding what the transfer portal and graduation, things of this nature, have done to it. But still, two former five-star prospects um and uh and four in 2020 after featuring four in 2020 they need Cade Mays and Darnell Wright to really perform up to expectation what what is kind of the thought process with this unit how how what is the decision on the starting five tonight and how cohesive do we expect them to be yeah Darnell Wright's a guy that he's lost 20 pounds this offseason he's lost 40 pounds since uh since last uh, since this time last year and that's to to take care to to take advantage of his athleticism, moving from right tackle to left tackle. He's a he was a high end recruit when he came here. He's a junior now. It's 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 time for him to kind of come into his own. You know, Cade Mays being at least he's listed at right tackle tonight. I think that's where he'll start out. That's not a great sign for UT because he's better at guard. He's a he's a early round pick in the NFL draft as a guard. The fact that they have to move him to tackle tells you that they do have some depth uh, concerns there. Um, you know, the offensive line's coached by Glenn Ellerby, who I covered and people may remember around there, was a really good offensive lineman at MTSU many years ago. Um, Ellerby came into camp saying, I think I've got at least 10 guys I can count on to start. 
you kind of heard behind the scenes that number has dropped to eight, seven, six, and I think right now that's where they're at. They have a starting five, and they have maybe a six guy, Dane Davis, at the other at a tackle that they can pull in. They've got to develop some depth there. It's going to be fine against Bowling Green tonight. Uh, but, again, once they get to the pit game and the SEC games, they're going to have to have some depth there. And uh, they won't need it tonight. They'll need it then. Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Talking Vols and Bowling Green ahead of tonight's game at Adam Sparks is where you can follow him on social media. To the defensive side of the ball, um, we understand the attrition. We understand the depth concerns. I think the thing that stands out to me the most, Sparks, is I, I question their ability to get pressure. We know that they struggled to cover uh, a great many a great many ways last year, and their linebacking core is going to look significantly different and uh, a bit depleted, understanding the kind of caliber players that they lost. But I think the defensive line is, is the biggest unknown to me. Am I incorrect in that assessment? No, no, I think that's accurate. Uh, you're going to see... Uh, you're going to see some four three tonight. You're going to see some four two five, more of a nickel look, which is what they want to be their their, their base. Uh, Bowling Green will run two tight ends uh, a bit, so that's why you're going to see the scheme be a little, maybe a little more, bit more four three tonight. Uh, they're they're trying to find the pressure, and now when you ask the coaches, um, you know they will point out two or three guys that they hope can bring pressure, but it's always a hope, and it's always. Uh, the context behind it is always, well, we're, we're looking for more. We're looking for more guys, which tells you in practice uh, they still have not found that guy or those guys that can consistently bring pressure. You know, th- this secondary does have uh, has, has some depth, has quite a bit of experience. I mean, they've got four or five guys that have started a ton of games back there. And, uh, you know, Willie Martinez, the secondary coach, was here back in the – early Butch Jones days, and that's when UT had one of the better secondaries in the conference. They were really good in the secondary back then, but they had pressure back then. I I think he can do the same thing with this secondary, again, with experience, but if you don't have pressure, it's not going to matter what what happens on the back end. Uh, So they have to bring it tonight. Uh, Again, the, the theme here is if they can do it against Bowling Green, a bad team, there's a chance they could do it against others. If they can't bring pressure against Bowling Green, then I don't think they have much of a hope to do it against much better teams. Right, well, that was going to be kind of my next question. You know, given how bad Bowling Green was offensively last season, like what can we really learn about this defense tonight other than if they struggle against a really bad Bowling Green offense? If things go well for the defense tonight, did we really learn anything? What's the number one thing that you're hoping to learn tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think that's across the board, offense, defense, and everything, is that it, it, if anything goes poorly it's tonight, it's a red flag. If things go well, it's you can be optimistic, cautiously optimistic about whatever that thing is. Um, and, you know, I mean, obviously this game is set up for, you know, it's not going to be overreaction Sunday, I guess overreaction Friday. Uh, because if if UT's offense looks great and Joe Milton throws for 300 yards and they rush for 150 and, you know, they get five sacks and a couple of picks and they win by 30 points, then, you know, the, the thought tomorrow will be, okay, this is – they're going to go beat Pitt by 14 and they're going to win, you know, seven, eight games this year and everything's going to be fine. And you know what? The, and, and I kind of understand that. UT's had, had a tough – 
last year or last 10 years, but especially the last year. And so they need some good vibes in this program. And uh, I, I think they'll get them tonight. Uh, there's going to have to be some questions come out of this, but I think people are mostly looking for a, a hint of life on defense and really just to be entertained on the offensive side. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt's offense was, oh. I mean, it was just grinding. Oh. It was hard to watch. This one's supposed to be the opposite. I, Sparks, I, I swear, it's it it's so reminiscent to me. And for all the time that you spent in Nashville, obviously covering Vanderbilt prior to this, you you know the 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 complaints about previous iterations of like the Titans offense where it just so yep. slow, so grinding, so so difficult to watch and you know when you're covering it it's not like you can change the channel or go to red zone you just got to sit there and suffer through it. So I'm that's that's the thing that I'm most focused on. Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel here with us on 1045 the zone talking about the Vols. Uh, I w- we'll get to Joe Milton here in just a second. Actually, let's let's talk about the quarterback. It's it's not necessarily a given that this is his job uh, moving forward, but it is his job tonight, and assuming that he continues to perform well, he seems to be their preferred choice. What what do you need to outside of winning? Obviously, what do you need to see specifically from Joe Milton to make you further your belief that he is the right choice for this team? Well, I mean, he's got to run the offense efficiently, and and that means it's got to be fast. Uh, Josh Hopple believes, especially in his offense, if you can't run it fast, you shouldn't be on the field. Uh, and, and, and he believes Joe Milton can do that process, a whole lot of information, stay on the field. I mean, it's it's as up-tempo as they are, it can be somewhat of an equalizer. It it, it keeps the defense from, from subbing, obviously. Uh, you get to attack a whole lot more. If Milton can do that, they'll, they'll stick with him. I mean, he's got some other things where – you know, he overthrows short throws, uh, you know, th- throws them too hard, uh, inconsistent somewhat in his deep throws, although he's got a cannon for an arm. Um, you know, there's some things that are that, that either are, may be fixable in the throwing game, but he's got to be able to run the offense efficiently. It's, you know, I, I, I'm going to be interested to see who the number two comes out. I was just going to uh, say, do we have any idea? Two. No, I mean, it's, it's Harrison Bailey or Hidden Hooker, and there's really – I mean, there's so much on the uh, on that storyline because Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech transfer, came here thinking he was the choice by Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt leaves, and he's either two or number three now, and his eligibility is limited. Harrison Bailey's a sophomore and thought this would be his job. Again, with, with Pruitt, he's got a lot of eligibility left, and so – you know, I think Hooker looks at it and says, you know, I need to go somewhere else if I'm going to play at all. Unless he's the number two tonight, then he says, "Hey, if Milton's if Milton struggles, I'm the next guy. I'm going to get my chance this year." And Bailey has to look at it and say, "Either Milton's going to be a bust, and it's my job. This is if if Bailey's number two, or Milton's going to be great. He's going to be in the NFL next year, and it's my job next season." So uh, there, there's a there's a possibility for either one of those. But again, if you're the number three. Then there's really no future for you for you here, and and I think that's why they listed those two guys as an or. If it's a blowout, at least two guys will play. Tennessee Tech's in two weeks. That'll be a blowout. At least two guys will play. If you're the third guy not playing, you know I, I don't think you have much of a, much of a future here. Yeah, I think ultimately, and and that's that the backup situation is going to be a curiosity for a great many reasons, but. I think ultimately, just as far as Joe Milton and the offense goes, I think I think Vols fans Sparks are just looking. Looking for a product that 
they they have been sold on as is. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know if I said that correctly, but like with Jeremy Pruitt, they never became what they were what they said they were going to be. Right? That was where the 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 frills kind of came off this thing, and they've had so much time to hear about Josh Heupel's offense and to hear about the system that he runs and to see you know what he was able to do at UCF and understand what that may look like. In Knoxville, I think they just want to be able to actually buy a product that they're being sold. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think the best-case scenario for this team this year is Ole Miss last year. You know, Lane Kiffin brought an offense there. He, he Now, he did inherit some skill position guys, more so than, than, than Heupel has here. But, you know, that team last year with Ole Miss could put up 40 on anybody. Sometimes they'd win 45-38. Sometimes they'd lose, you know, 55-42. But you went away from the game saying, I was entertained. We had a chance. Uh, it was fun. And they won 500. They, they went 500 in SEC play. If UT can, you know, win six, seven games and put up 30-plus in most of those games, there's some hope there. Because you could say, hey, this offense is going to be good every year, almost every game. Now you just got to fix the defense. Uh, there, there's hope in that. I, th- I think, yeah, I think UT fans just want to be able to know when they go to Neyland, they're going to see one thing for certain, and that, and that would be offense. Adam, I agree with you there, but I also wonder how much of that is Lane Kiffin and the charisma he kind of brings as a head coach. Because when you go back to 2012, I think Vol fans look back at that as a record-breaking season on offense with Justin Hunter, Cordero Patterson, Tyler Bray at quarterback. But the defense was record-breaking in the opposite direction. They were losing games 50-45 to 45 in a 5-7 and seven season. And I don't remember many positive thoughts after that year. So I, I just I agree with you, but I wonder how much of that has to do with Lane Kiffin in terms of the positive vibes around Ole Miss. Because Tennessee fans remember well, I that think, happening. I think if you, want, if you want to go back a number of years, I think the standard or, or the hope is also that, that it's is a little lower now. I mean, this team was 3-7 and seven last year. It was hard to watch. There's an NCAA investigation. Everything that Pruitt had was boring. And, you know, you can go back so many years and, you know, UT fans were not happy with 9-4. and four. Um, you, you know, you fast forward now and a bowl game and, and fun games are, are enough for this year. Um, you know, I mean, and now the obvious, if you want to go to Lane Kiffin again from last year at Ole Miss, is that he had a quarterback. He actually had two of them, but Matt Corral's a, Heisman Trophy candidate this year. If Joe Milton, a year from now, is what Matt Corral is right now, then UT fans are going to be excited and uh, and they're going to have what they what they were sold. But that's you know Joe Milton is obviously the 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 one there that you need to make that leap with. We're, we're talking about we're talking about Joe Milton next year, and they got to play Bowling Green first. Exciting stuff, but always a pleasure to catch up with our friend and be informed by our friend Adam Sparks. The Knoxville News Sentinel. Make sure you subscribe to the Knoxville News Sentinel. Well worth your subscription to support the great journalism that they are doing over there on your favorite sports teams. Buddy, enjoy the game tonight, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Okay. 615-737-1045 is the number. What is your reaction to what he had to say? Are you Are you buying what the Vols are selling right now? Joey will lead us off. On the other side, if you want to jump in, you're more than welcome to do so because it's basically all balls the rest of the way here. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone.
Game day here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back. Buck Rising here with you until 1 o'clock. It's a good conversation there with Adam Sparks. You missed it. Check out the podcast. It's available to you. If you want to talk about the Vols, you want to react to or, I guess, preview tonight's game with us, you are more than welcome to do so. 615-737-1045. Let's go to Joey in Kentucky, who's been waiting very patiently and wants to weigh in on the Vols tonight. What's up, Joey? Oh, nothing, man. Um, how y'all doing? We're great. Good, good. Um, no, I, it's a good question earlier, you know, what people were looking for and that type of thing as far as uh, with the, uh, the, the Vols game. You know, I know um, who's playing quarterback, who's playing running back, offensive line coach, that's all important. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't care whose name's on the back of that jersey. All that's important to me is that you got these young men running out in orange, and uh, most importantly, it's football time in Tennessee, baby! <laughs> Was that a walk-off? Thank you, Joey. <laughs> he waited 15 minutes to do that. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do, too. Listen, I love the energy. 615-737-1045. It is indeed football time in Tennessee. Things you love to see. 615 737 1045. You know, it is so exciting to have this and particularly hear it at uh 1045 the zone because I was I was watching or I was scrolling Twitter yesterday and we're gonna talk about Jarrell Casey's retirement. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the best effort that I can to get over to his retirement press conference at Nissan Stadium later this afternoon. But we were we were talking about this today. I had noticed that they the Vols put out a hype video last night. If you want to jump in on the conversation, 615-737-1045. But the hype video that they put out last night, the, the uh, VFL Films, is exceptional quality. I don't know if it's quite to the production level of LSU, but it does impress me every time I see something that's put out. So I'm scrolling, and I see uh, you know, I see a Vols hype video. So I'm like, all right, you have, you have, earned, my, uh, you have earned my business as a scroller that anytime I see you produce something, I'm probably going to stop and click on it. And then I notice that it has a, uh, you know, it has the, uh, the customary hype around it and the, and, the, and the thing starts. And then it says voiced by Ramon Foster, VFL. And it made me smile. So I said, of course, I would love to listen to this hype video voiced by Ramon Foster about the University of Tennessee. A century. A lot can happen in a hundred years. Thousands of moments, millions of fans. This stadium has transformed from an empty field to a fear cathedral. It's where past and present converge. Here come the volunteers. It's where moments are turned into memories. Everything is riding Tennessee comes barreling out onto the green sword in 
new century of opportunity is here. And it all begins now. Here we go, man. Let's go. Gotta win today. Let's go. Sun's out in Knoxville. It's a big boy kind of day today. Right? There's a standard in anything and everything that we're doing. We meet the standard. Everybody got me? We in it to win. It ain't that right, huh? winning mentality. It's freaking winning time. Nothing else matters. Ooh, goosebumps. VFL Films, voiced by Ramon Foster. Does that get the people going? That uh, is produced by my old sweet mate, Isaac Fowler, who does an amazing job over there. Oh, very nice. So you hear, you get, you're hitting all the notes, right? You're hearing John Ward. You start to feel the tingle in the back of your spine. It gets the people going. But I was quick to remind Lucas because he pointed this out to me today. And he said, we should play this on the show. And I said, of course we will because we're supportive of Ramon. And we want all of the Vols fans to enjoy their game day atmosphere. And that gets you fired up. We'll get to your phones, uh, your phone calls here in just a second. 615-737-1045. But I was quick to remind Lucas that the last time one of our friends voiced a hype video for their alma mater, it was Will Compton and the University of Nebraska. And things did not go well for the University of Nebraska in week zero. Just saying. 615-737-1045. Bill is in Lebanon. He wants to, to talk it. about the balls. I had to do it. What's up, Bill? <laughs> hey, Buck. How you doing? I'm great, buddy. I'm looking for confidence. Okay. okay? Uh, like Georgia State, I just want to see them be prepared to play tonight. Fundamentals. Good tackling. Know what they're doing. No stupid penalties. Play hard. That's what I'm looking for. I don't care about the score unless they lose. Yeah. (laughs) uh, I want to see them come out and play hard, hit somebody in the mouth, and look like they know what they're doing and play with confidence. That's all I think anybody's looking for. And, uh, you know, the offensive line should dominate. I want to see them dominate. Uh, and just bury people, play after play, and then uh, and then we can talk about pit and maybe go two and zero. So hey, here we go. Hey, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the call, Bill, and I think that's that's the baseline, right? This is this is where I'm kind of I'm kind of approaching this particular game. I am looking for the exact same things that Bill just outlined. I want to see you be able to execute against an inferior team. I understand that this is the first game for a new coaching staff with a new quarterback and a lot of new pieces both on both sides of the ball, right? That being said, you are a 35-point favorite. This is a team, and we'll get it. Lucas has some incredible stats that he spent time researching last night about Bowling Green, and I have some of my own that we will get to the people here in just a second with some exceptional radio production because that's what we do around here. But 35-point favorite, the University of Tennessee at home against a clearly inferior team, 615-737-1045. I don't want the excuses of this was the first time out, even as I understand that it is. I need to see you wrap up and make tackles against players who are going to be physically smaller and less impressive than you are as an SEC athlete. 
I need to see that the quarterback has command at the line of scrimmage. Now, how much he, you know, it, it varies as to how much he's allowed to do at the line of scrimmage and whether they're just asking him to walk up there, execute the play, and move on with the next one because they're going to be moving at tempo. We know that is a staple of Heupel's offense and something that they demand. But you cannot play with tempo if you cannot execute from the jump. So everything hinges on them being able to get comfortable and them being able to do these things that seem so simple, so basic, but that lacked from this University of Tennessee team a year ago. 615-737-1045. Let's go to Dirty Bird, who's in the borough, wants to weigh in on the balls. What's up, Dirty Bird? Uh, well, first, uh, I, I want to wish you guys a, a good season. I hope everything works out for y'all. I'm not a Tennessee fan. I just have a question. Okay. Um, and I wanted you guys' opinion on it. Uh, it the Clemson-Georgia game, do you know who the Clemson quarterback is? And number two, do you think Georgia can beat them? And I'll hang up and listen. Uh, I do know who the Clemson quarterback is. Is It's DJ Uyunglele? Uyunglele. Nailed it. <laughs> Rack em. I practiced it a few times last night, too. Where's the Where's the bell? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Every time. It's almost, it's, now we have to do it this way. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, DJ Uyunglele is the quarterback for Clemson tonight. Uh, I do think they're capable of beating Georgia. I do think that, I mean, listen, both teams are capable of beating one another. Uh, when they play this weekend, and I'm I'm really fascinated to see, you know, just talking about the larger slate of college football as a whole, I'm fascinated to see Ohio State's new quarterback tonight. I mean, a lot of new quarterbacks at some serious, I mean, well, DJ's not new, but he is somebody who has very limited experience when Trevor Lawrence was dealing with the COVID list. Yeah, I do think they're capable of beating Georgia. Um, and in fact, I do, I if I, if I was, and I'll probably check the line out later, I haven't looked at the betting lines. Yet on that game, I would probably, if I'm just looking at this, I would take Clemson straight up. But I believe in I believe in Clemson's depth right now more than I believe in Georgia's. Not to say that Georgia isn't hugely talented from top to bottom. It's just Clemson always has always has those returning guys that kind of set you over the edge. We'll continue with your phone calls. What are you most looking forward to tonight? What are you concerned about with the University of Tennessee? You can have an opinion on both sides, even as we celebrate. UT football today, opening day. More on the other side coming up next, and we'll tell you some ridiculous stats about your opponent, Bowling Green. Uh, coming up next, I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone.